Welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint. Start designing your next adventure. Welcome Traveler's Blueprint community. I'm Elliot Shibley and here with me in perpetuity is the refreshing Robert Domena. Refreshing. That feels good that you even said that. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, well, welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint podcast for this month's the the last traveler bites the travel bites of the year right yeah. so technically it's already 2021 but we're going to recap <clears throat> one more time the the chaos that was 2020 as it relates to travel and we have some interesting topics on board today Elliot what do we have going on well a few of our topics today are going to be more U.S. state travel restrictions, and we'll look at some of the states closest to us and closest to our listeners. Uh, 2021 travel forecast and what's been dubbed the vaccination, and we'll talk more about that later. And then we'll get into an American teen that was jailed for violating quarantine in the Cayman Islands and how she got her sentence reduced. And that sounds like the entire story, but there may be more to it. <laughs> we'll talk about how a Los Angeles airplane pilot finally captured video of the elusive jetpack man. Finally. We finally have video of it. Yeah. And we'll be looking and discussing the digital vaccine passport, similar to the old yellow one that I showed in a previous episode, and but it'll be on your phone and it'll be tied to you as a person. And then lastly, with 2021 being such a trash fire, we'll talk about 16 really good things that happened in the travel world in 2020. There is a silver lining in some cases. So, yeah. yeah. And Bob, what do we what do we have going on behind the scenes before we actually get into the show? We we have a lot going on behind the scenes, Elliot. Thank you for asking. <laughs> so so right now you can book our Traveler Blueprint video tutorials, where you'll get help through the voice of myself and Elliot on how you can book your trip. It breaks down urban navigation, airfare booking, helps you understand how to find information on the social norms, be a thoughtful traveler. Uh, what else is in there? There's safety, there's Wait. security, and yeah. and there's sifting through the plethora of research blogs and other various online tools to figure out what's restaurant to go to and what sites to see right and and i, I want to say that this this idea came to fruition because this is the the exact method that i use to plan my own trips and this is all the information and this is the exact way i would create the itineraries that we've mentioned on the podcast tend to be quite detailed in some in some circumstances and so what what elliot and i did was compiled the process into a five-part video tutorial i think it's it, 10 to 15 minutes each is yep. fair to say per video. An hour to an hour 15 in total. Total. And it just breaks it down. If you watch them and take notes or don't take notes, you'll gain information on how to plan your trips. And it could save you a lot of money uh, if you were the type to go for a travel agent. And it'll save you a lot of time if you were the type to plan your own trips. So yep. it's. And that it's, is, that will be available not quite today, but in the near future, maybe a week to two weeks for $25. And you can access that through our website. It is hosted by Thinkific, which is basically a tutorial course. And it is built for your learning experience. Yeah, we hope you enjoy it. We hope you enjoy Animated Elliot and Bob, too, because yes, it was uh, very fun to create. It was, yeah. So in addition to that, I just want to run, few, run through a few more things very quickly. We offer 
uh, a service that that essentially helps you book cheaper airfare. We only charge 20% of the savings that you would get, and we would establish what a base ticket would cost, and then would deduct the our our invoice, I guess, uh, from the savings. So that that is a route you could take if you want help booking cheap airfare. In addition to that, we have the Travel Roundtable series that's running the last Monday of every month. Six people. It's a they're always really great conversations. They're always a lot of fun to do, and and we hope they're a lot of fun to listen to. I think I think generally people are really enjoying them. So we're gonna keep and doing informative. Those. I, I found them to be extremely informative um, beyond always. just like the travel stories that we have, which are always you know inspirational and help you get motivated to travel. But these actually help you perform the travel and research it. And maybe yeah, experience new things. They're typically educational. And I think there's something about the group discussion that's really beneficial to to the topic. Yes. So we have that going on. Let's see. What else? What else do I want to run through? I think lastly, if you, if you want to follow along with our posts, just join us on Instagram or Facebook or our private Facebook group called the Traveler's Blueprint Community. That's where we post the pictures to coincide with our conversations. You can comment there. You can engage with us. You can ask us questions or just tell us we did a great job, whatever it is. But that's probably the easiest way. We, we love positive <laughs> feedback, but we also, we will handle negative feedback if it's constructive. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's it. I think the last thing we want to do yes. is give a shout it's, out it's to most two, importantly, two very special people. First, Karen, Karen, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for your feedback you know how uh, how much feedback you've given us, and we really appreciate it. It's so really, much, it's cool. yeah. And and from from just the content of the podcast to general travel discussions with you, we really enjoy it. Thank you for contacting us, and and we look forward to an ongoing relationship with you. Yeah, and secondly, I want to thank Dan. Uh, you have been very helpful in reviewing our Traveler's Blueprint tutorial courses and picking up some very obvious errors that neither Bob nor myself picked up in our initial run through. So thank you for that. And thank you for your diligence in actually going through all of the tutorials and providing some feedback. Much appreciated. Now that all of that stuff is behind us, let's get into the first article, Bob. All right. State travel restrictions. You want to get us kicked off with what California is doing? Yeah. I mean, what I do want to say before we jump into it is the link to this is in their show notes. So check it out that through there if we don't list your state. And generally speaking, there hasn't been too many changes I, to, to the general quarantine restrictions for COVID. So California has no inbound restrictions, and but they do have a stay-at-home order issued that they did on January, I'm sorry, December 3rd. And no hotel or lodging entity in California shall accept or honor out-of-state reservations for non-essential travel. And that's, that's pretty significant. So it's, again, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, you can't go in and enjoy California at the moment for vacation. Yeah. And, and it should be caveated that the no restrictions for inbound travel is that you can still travel into the state. But as you can see, if you're staying at a hotel or you're staying at some kind of lodging, you're going to have restrictions imposed that way, not when you cross the state line. Right. And so another important state to us is New Jersey and travelers from any U.S. state or territory beyond New Jersey's immediate region. So that includes New York, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, and Delaware. They are advised to self-quarantine, which isn't much different than it used to be. And that is for 10 days if they haven't been tested. But if they test negative, uh, then they do not have to quarantine. Oh, sorry. 
if you test negative, you only have to quarantine for seven days. Yeah. And so New York, there's a 14 day mandatory quarantine period. If you, so it's, it's for non-contiguous travel, you must complete a mandatory 14 day quarantine period. There is an option to test out of quarantine by taking a test at the origin point within the 70, within 72 hours of your departure. And if you do end up traveling into New York City, you can quarantine there for three days upon arrival and then test out again on day four and hopefully enjoy your time there if it's negative. So travelers covered under this advisory must also complete a travel health form. And anyone who leaves the airport after arriving without completing the form is subject to a $10,000 fine. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it is. That just increased your travel costs a lot. (laughs) yeah we can't help you save costs there yeah and lastly pennsylvania i mean this is this is where i live i haven't traveled out of pennsylvania since december of last year and any travelers entering pennsylvania including returning residents are required to quarantine for 10 days upon upon arrival or arrive carrying their negative test results and that is 72 hours prior to entry so similar to new york and that order is enforceable as a disease control measure under the disease prevention and control law. So uh, anybody who fails to comply with that is could be fined with $300. Not $10,000, but $300. Right. Yeah, we're still get to in a someone, walk in the park. We're going to get to someone, too, in a little bit who did not comply with travel restrictions. So it's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's an interesting article. So yeah. uh, once again, if you want, if, you're, if we didn't mention your state, in the show notes, the link to this article will be there. Click it, find your state, read about it. If there's a state that you're traveling to that you're interested in, you can also get that information there. So check that out. Elliot, I can't wait to stop talking about this. These I can't travel either. restrictions, especially from state to state. So Yeah. I, hopefully, hopefully by mid-year, we'll just be talking about travel. Whew. Forget what that's like. Without mentioning COVID. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. I think COVID will be part of our vocabulary for the next several decades, though. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think this is is going to have a deep psychological long-standing new era. I agree. I agree with you. And as we discuss the new era, 2021 travel forecasts, the vaccination is... No, the vaccination. Vaccine. I'm sorry. Vaccination. Yeah. I can't decide if I find this term incredibly annoying or if I like it. I can't figure it out. Bob, I don't know if I've ever told you this, and this is a, a sort of a side tangent before we get started. But Amanda and I, for the longest time, have been combining words. I knew and, that. I knew that we never really had a discussion on it. But go ahead. I knew yeah, that. and it's something that we've always thought was really funny, and we still do it to this day. Most people don't find it that funny. But Amanda and I do, and this is something that falls right into that category. So and I'm you very happy with it. Yeah, I love <laughs> so it. Love so it. our what we call it is bungwage, you know, bunch language. And I think there's a real term for it, but I don't remember it off the top of my head because it doesn't sound as good as bungwage. <laughs> well, so I, I, I should say it's not the fact that it's two words bunched together that annoys me. It's that someone's trying to create a trendy word. Like I, uh, I get annoyed by the trendy sayings and trendy words to just sort of entice uh viewership or something and that's like like, clickbaity 
Yeah, and that kind of feels like, oh, what is a vaccination? And yeah. I, I don't know. It's, that's just my own personal opinion. But wh- what is that's a vaccination, okay. Elliot? Well, it's basically people getting away once they have their vaccine. Yeah, that's it, right? It, yeah. It's getting your vaccine and then being able to go on your vacation. Yep. And this is a no-brainer. Um, obviously, travel's going to pick up for those people who are vaccinated and can prove that they've had the vaccination vaccination much earlier than the people who haven't. Yeah. Uh, I imagine if you don't get vaccinated, you're still going to have to jump through the hoops and provide a a non-positive test and all that good stuff. So, yep. Part of this 2021 travel forecast in this article, the writer believes that road trips are going to rule the vacation trend. And I think for the most part, that's true. And that is a lot easier for us on the East Coast to do since we have so much more nearby within driving distance compared to people on the West Coast or even in the Midwest. Yeah, and I think people on the East Coast are going to be more eager to go on road trips because right now, especially in the wintertime, all we have are cities. There's not a lot to do. Like if I lived in Boulder, Colorado or Denver, Colorado, you can just drive out into the mountains. Now, granted, it's wintertime there too and very cold. But you could still do it. If I lived in Southern California, I'd probably, I would have spent a majority of this time, this this COVID time, yeah, out in Yellowstone or, I'm sorry, Yosemite. Yosemite. Yeah. Yeah. That's still still quite a drive from people in any of the populated areas of California. It is, but they have it so much better. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you think. Grass isn't always greener. As far as the natural environment goes, the West Coast has way greener grass than us (laughs) in the mid-Atlantic. Hey, we've got the Appalachian Trail. Exactly, yeah. So it's still greener over there. (laughs) Uh, Part of this trend also in 2021 is that airfare will pick up probably at the end of quarter two, so maybe end of May, beginning of June and that then makes sense to me. return. I don't think it'll return to a normal to, or to the levels it was, you know, in 2019, but it will definitely be less than, or it would be way better than it is now, which is I think 5% of what it was a year ago. Uh, yeah. So I think that most people are only, the only reason they're not flying is because of the restrictions, not because of the virus. Does that make sense? <laughs> I think unfortunately that, it does. Yeah, I I think that that's really what's holding travel back is the restrictions instilled upon the traveler, not the health concerns associated with the virus. So as soon as people can start traveling again, I think they're going to as as quickly as possible. Like yeah. I'm I'm really curious about how the fares, the the actual airfares, airfare is going to change or or be once that starts happening. So yeah, I, I will be too. Get into that in a minute, but yep. Um. I think hotels are going to be doing well, at least based on this article. Yeah, that that makes sense. But what what it, they did say in the article was that this the hotels in urban areas, so densely populated hotels in New York City and Philadelphia and cities, they might continue to struggle. Whereas the hotels sprawled out in maybe areas closer to national parks or rural areas that people may visit might pick up a little sooner. I imagine yeah. that they probably have done fairly well, relatively speaking, compared to a hotel on Fifth Ave in Manhattan where no one's going right now. Probably comparatively, but it's still not right. great. That's what I would imagine. And yeah. similarly to cruises, cruises are still committed to providing uh, excursions for everyone and anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. I, I, I've never liked cruises I, and I don't want to, 
it's not that I didn't like cruises. So to me, my travel style just doesn't fit. I'm, a, I'm an explorer and I like to kind of go on my own way and cruises sort of confine you to a plan set by someone else. And so therefore, I never really got into them. I don't really like how the coronavirus was handled by cruise ships overall when this first hit. It was it was scary for a lot of those people. There were tons of issues that I really don't feel like getting into again. But, no. no, I don't think um, we need to relive that. No, no, not not a fan. Of, never, not very happy with cruises at the moment. And then, lastly, let's talk about something that we rarely talk about in the in our just general travel podcast world is business travel. I mean, there's a lot of people that just travel not for pleasure or enjoyment, but for work. And it really suffered over the last year. I mean, with the advent of, I mean, obviously the coronavirus has had a major impact, but being able to Zoom with individuals has alleviated that in some regard. But there are a lot of people that are looking at business travel and thinking that it will be picking back up a lot, a lot faster than the rest of than the rest of the travel world. I disagree. And so <clears throat> a majority of my travel has been through business. Uh, and I, I just don't see how you have a company that has now learned over the past year that they can operate at almost the same, same level that they were with keeping it with, with people from home and being able to utilize platforms like Zoom and not send your employees around the country or around the world. As long as, as, long as productivity remained at a constant or somewhat relatively close to what the constant was, why would you go back to doing that? Well, I think people? on the flip side of that, th at least the argument that I've heard is that as soon as this this plays more into businesses that are fighting for clients and trying to get business from someone else, and you have a Zoom meeting and your competitor goes to an in-person meeting and that in-person meeting actually ended up getting the client instead of your Zoom meeting. I think as soon as that happens, people are going to start doing in-person as soon as they start losing clients to other companies. But Okay, but if I am the one that everybody wants as a client and I have the opportunity to schedule five Zoom calls in one day from the comfort of my own home or from the comfort of my desk and sift through the people that way rather than having to go to these lunches and go to these after work meetings. I think you underestimate how much, how much people like going on lunch meetings and golf outings. Yeah, no, I don't underestimate it. See, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, then it's not all work related. It's just, no, no. And a lot of business, a lot of business trips aren't necessarily just, you know, going to someone else's office and sitting in someone else's conference room. Right. A lot of business trips are schmoozing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, well, the, the industries within travel to watch on whether or not business travel picks back up are going to be the car rental companies because they, they thrive and survive off of business uh, accounts. Yep. Hotel chains really yep. survive and thrive off of hotel, or, I'm sorry, business accounts. And so, and even those airline mile cards, those reward cards are huge for businesses. So I'm curious to see how that recovers or changes in this post-COVID world where people can travel again for business. Yeah, something yeah. to pay attention to. Yeah, it is. It is. And the last part of this article that I really want to touch on, and it's something that we t started to touch on even before COVID started, and that is that people are going to be traveling with purpose, and that is going to be the trend, either slow travel or going somewhere, not as just a checklist item, but really going to figure out either who they are or figuring out something and learning something more than just as a fun trip. 
I don't know if it's because of my lack of sleep, but I feel like being the antagonist again on this one. That's okay, Bob. That's I what we need. I, I, yeah, we do. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't see that changing more than it ever was. I think the people that had the mindset to travel with purpose are going to continue to do so and didn't stop. And the people that just wanted to snap selfies in front of the Mona Lisa are still going to do so. And the people who only care about sipping uh, mojitos in Playa de Carmen are going to do so. I don't, I don't think that this is going to change, change travel trends in that way at all. I don't know. And I will, I will I think... rebut that by saying that the people <laughs> who really want to travel are the ones that have a purpose. I, I agree with that. The first people to start traveling again on a regular basis are going to be the people in our little world, the yeah. traveler influencers, the people who really find meaning and value in it. Um, and therefore, yeah. I think that's why the trend okay. is going to be traveling okay. with purpose. All right, all right, all right, all right. See, that is, that's, that is the great debate of 2021 already. Yeah, so I, but all this being said, I think we can anticipate a very strong recovery, hopefully, for travel in 2021. Looking forward to it, obviously, and, and can't wait to see how it picks back up and we get back to that new normal, as, yes. as they say. Yes, and that was only our second article, and that was our longest with the most information. So the last few will not take too long, and we'll just touch on briefly. So number three was one we talked about a little bit earlier, an American teen has been jailed for violating quarantine in the Cayman Islands. Uh, she was 20-year-old, 20, wow, that is 21-year-old college student, and yeah, she, yeah, yeah. this was her fault. Yeah. She went to, she went to the Cayman Islands and to watch her boyfriend play soccer or something like that, and she was provided with a tracking device she had to go to a hotel, she had to quarantine for 14 days or whatever it was, and then she could have enjoyed her time there. She got there, and after a few days, she took off the tracking device and just went out. And some people may be like, you know, what's the big deal? She tested negative. What's the big deal? Let her do it. The Cayman Islands is a small island nation. They locked down. They did everything in their power to make sure that that little island didn't have a significant enough outbreak to where it decimated the population. Like they really, they did everything they possibly could. And these island nations around the world had it better than most because of their, their geography. Yeah. Yeah. And so you have an American come into the country now, not taking, not considering it the same way that these people have for the entire year. Um, they, they were bad. And they came down on her hard. Now, I don't know if the punishment fits the crime, but they came down very hard. And originally, they had sentenced her to four months in jail for this. Wow. Now, her lawyers fought, and now I think it's two months. And even two yeah. months, that's a lot. Of, that's that's a lot for breaking quarantine. But I, I don't know. I don't know. What, what's the potential for her to... To spread it. To spread it to the elderly population there. Um you know, especially if, when they had worked so hard. I mean, they had a three month isolation where nobody was allowed to leave their home except for essential travel. Three months. Right. I think right. in the US, we had maybe four weeks of non essential or where you had to self quarantine in your house. Yeah. I, you know, if she were to have had it and spread it and people died because of it. Yeah. Then I would have said. Then I would be saying that she deserves more than four months. But luckily, that didn't happen. She was negative, uh, but she was just she was just being selfish and 
yeah, she's going to be spending two months of her life in, in the Cayman Islands, in a prison in the Cayman Islands now because of it. Yep. All right, Article 4. Very exciting. We finally have video of the Jetpack Man in Los Angeles. A pilot got video, and there are still some skeptics out there who think that it was just a drone made to look like a guy in a jetpack. But I'm, I'm skeptical of the skeptic. Yeah, I agree with you. So again, if you're listening to this, check out the link in our show notes and you can watch the video. It's a guy in a jetpack to me. It's, yeah. it's, it's still far away, but it looks like a man standing vertically or flying vertically. Like he, his body is positioned in a vertical way, head at the top, feet at the bottom. He's not flying like Superman or anything, but he's flying horizontally. Right. And so it, it's, it's either a man shaped drone <laughs> Or, or a drone shaped man. (laughs) Who is this guy, and how do we get him on the podcast? Exactly, exactly. It is. It's really interesting. I mean, he's flying pretty fast and at a high altitude, so it's it's hard to believe that it's a drone unless it's military. And in that case, it could also be the military anyway for a jetpack. And it's he's roughly been flying around three thousand feet in the air, and that's a lot of confidence in your in your system in your jetpack. Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Got a either good fuel pack or something's going on there. So this this is the third time we've talked about him, and we're not letting it go until we confirm who this dude is. Yeah, and what the real story is. Mm-hmm. I think he deserves the cover of Time Magazine. I think he deserves to be on this podcast. <laughs> most influential, most influential person of the Travelers Blueprint podcast. Of time. <laughs> <laughs> Goes to check, we'll have pack. we'll have an award for that next year. <laughs> All right. All right. Number five. Let's get into the uh, digital vaccine passports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, no brainer. Essentially, it's going to be something that you can pull up on your phone that you can have scanned, I guess, maybe sort of like how you can have your electronic boarding passes scanned that just says you were in fact vaccinated. Uh, I know there's going to be backlash, especially from Americans, probably only or maybe mostly Americans about it infringing upon freedoms and privacy and all that stuff. And what I'd say to those people is you already have a passport and you already, you know, you probably take those quizzes on Facebook that essentially sign off all of your information to some random third party uh, company that you don't even know about. And uh, this is probably one of the safest things you could do with your information is just put it into a federally backed TSA database that just says, yes, you were vaccinated or no, you were not. That's really yeah. all you're doing. Yeah, and I'm fine with it. I mean, we already have those yellow cards that we've talked about before. I mean, I think I showed it on one of the previous travel bites that has your like typhoid, your yellow fever, all these other vaccines that a lot of countries have mandates for for you to enter. And I don't think this is going to be any different. We talked about this as a possibility back in April or May even. Mm-hmm. And now the International Air Transport Association, which has over 200 airlines up as a part of it, are now developing this digital vaccine passport so it's standardized. Yeah. And you're if you want to travel to the EU, to Australia, to New Zealand, to probably most of the countries in Asia, you're going to need it. You're going to need the vaccine. So uh, you pick, pick, do you want to travel internationally or do you want to stay in the United States um, and only go to the Caribbean, which apparently lets anybody in yeah, right. Um, right now. It, yep. That's really what it comes down to. So I'm yeah. I can't. Wait. And I think we, this goes without saying, but this will probably be 
for international flights only. I don't think a lot of domestic flights will require a digital vaccine passport. No, I, I wouldn't imagine so. And this isn't something that's new. I mean, after 9-11, travel changed drastically. It got harder to fly, and there were more restrictions placed on everything and everyone. And if anything, this isn't... This will actually make it easier to fly. Mm -hmm. Something that I'm actually really curious about is to see how long planes stay as clean as they've been this past year. Right. Will 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 they regress to be disgusting again? <laughs> or will <laughs> we continue with this cleanliness that we have, this this germophobia that is suddenly taken over the population? Do you think that will remain in place? I have no comment. I'll wait to see. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't think so. I think humans, for some reason, we have very short memories, memories. overall. Yeah. Yeah, we do. I mean, I didn't hear about the 1919 influenza until this year. No, isn't it funny? Because pandemics just seemed like something that only happened in the history books. Yeah, until... right. Bubonic plague. <laughs> right, right. That'll never happen now. No, we have modern medicine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, the last article is 16 really good things. We won't go through all of them, but if you want to go through all of them, we have the link in the show notes. Right, yeah. And I think one of the big ones to me, New Yorkers coming together, that city got nailed by the pandemic. And obviously, in typical New York fashion, some of the toughest people in this country, they came together. There are videos of New Yorkers, you know, uh, exercising on their balconies together, uh, clapping and cheering on frontline healthcare workers. And something that I found really funny during, it was almost in the beginning, there was this guy who, from his balcony, had a view of a girl on the building across the street. She was <laughs> like exercising. This. She was like exercising or making a TikTok video, dancing, something like that. He he got his drone. He attached his phone number and like a little note to it and flew it across the New York City street, landed it on her roof, and she grabbed the note and texted him. And then they ended up forming some sort of relationship. I don't know the details of it and how long <laughs> it lasted, but they met that way. And what an interesting and uh, twenty twenty way to meet somebody. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, if they get and, married and have kids, that'll be an interesting story to tell their children. They're, there's pro they're probably the only ones who have that story to ever exist. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so travel companies have been giving free flights to first responders. And I love this because, I mean, it's, it's a way to give back in only the way they can. And that is through travel. And once this pandemic is, you know, subsided... It'll be really nice for those frontline workers to take that much-needed vacation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and corporations get a bad rap in general. And I know I was just talking smack in the cruise line industry, but when they started offering their cruise ships as, for hospital beds, that was amazing. Yeah, and, they're, they're, they could be floating hospitals. They're floating cities already. Right, and, and you had Hilton and United Airlines, American Express. Everything, everybody was doing what they could to utilize their their infrastructure and to help to help people and it was it was pretty awesome to see that happen throughout the year yeah and one of the other trends that 2020 came with in terms of the pandemic and travel was a lot of comfort companies were offering free virtual tours which was really nice it just helped get people out of the house virtually and into another environment where they could experience and learn about another destination and that's that's something that i hope continues to expand and not regress now that we can get back to travel. I mm -hmm. like the idea of visiting somewhere virtually. 
And if they can continue to evolve that technology to where it feels even more immersive, I I would love it. I would love it. That's I, that would be my Saturday night. I would yeah. go to Rome and uh, you know sit on my couch, put on some VR glasses, and visit Rome. Oh, that'd be so awesome! I'm looking forward to that technology evolving. Yep. And one of the greatest silver linings out of this pandemic was, although 95% of us were unable to travel and didn't travel, that lack of travel, that lack of commuting to work every day really reduced our carbon emissions. And it actually helped us fight climate change a bit. And we slowed it down for at least this year. And it is truly amazing. I mean, we've seen you know, dolphins in the canals in Venice. We've seen wildlife come back to certain parks that have, haven't been there in a long time. And it's really enlightening and there is some enheartening. <laughs> yeah. It, it was. Yeah. And, and there are some really funny videos too, of animals reclaiming places that were usually overpopulated with tourists. And I think it was somewhere in India where the monkeys who were normally being fed by tourists on a very regular basis, got very hungry and started like stealing food from people, like attacking people's cars. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah, there's, I'll have to send you the video. Uh, if you're listening to this and want it, shoot us an email and I'll find it for you. But yeah, really funny stuff. And there, there was somewhere else in the world where the goats started coming down off the mountains and kind of like walking through the city streets because <laughs> there were just no humans there anymore. So nature, this is probably a pretty good year for nature, relatively Absolutely. speaking. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. So another, another big win was that a lot of airlines have dropped change fees for like, not just, not just reduced prices, but completely dropped them. And I am really hoping that trend sticks. I am again, just not feeling optimistic for this podcast. And I'm saying that it comes back by 2022, maybe 2023. Again, we're going to forget the airlines want that money maybe management changes at the airlines and they'll reinstate them. I don't see that. They, they there was a, there was too much money to be made right there. And so once things are back to normal, people feel safe again, everybody's vaccinated, they're coming back. That's my yeah. guess. That's yeah, my I'm guess. with you on that one. I do have a comment. I think I think greed is an inevitable curse of humanity. Mm, mm. Yeah, there you go. You heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly, while those airlines were suffering from, you know, travelers lost, they had lots of those in-flight meals that were not being eaten. What did they do with them? They donated it. How much? 200,000 pounds. Yeah, it's incredible. While we it's give great. the airlines a lot of crap, they sometimes do good things. <laughs> yeah, they do. I mean, that's that's incredible. I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah. And that's it. That that wraps up our travel bites for December and for 2020. And 2020 is hindsight. Let's hope 2021 is way better. <laughs> I I am optimistic, and I think again, I, I feel like making a lot of predictions this episode. 2021 will be the beginning of the new era of the Roaring Twenties. I like it. I think we're in for it. I'm really excited. Uh, you do know yeah. how the tw- how the Roaring Twenties ended, though, right? Uh, yeah, something like the Great Depression, I believe. Right? <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. We need to. We need to. <laughs> well, we'll worry about that when it happens. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, 
Thank you, thank you for listening to the this our podcast over the course of 2020. I, we're not done yet, but I just wanted to throw that thank you out there, Elliot. Who do we have on this month? So this month is really exciting. I mean, we've been talking a lot about history. 2020 will be one for the history books as well. On this month is JD. He has a YouTube channel called History Underground where he travels to historic locations and relives a lot of those moments. I and love this. Specifically, yeah. we talk a lot about World War II and locations in Germany and France. I've always been curious about visiting Europe and retracing the steps of the Allied troops. Mm-hmm. And that's all that conversation was about. That was a great one. Yeah. And then our we only have two guests on this month. And the second one is Wen Muni of Herculeon, and he talks about how travel led him to creating his own clothing company. Yeah, that was a that was a it's really pretty awesome. Yeah, really interesting. He's making a ton of money now doing that, and it was a really interesting material. There was a lot of information on the material, and you'll have to listen to the podcast on that conversation. But that was again very fun to have. Yep. And then to end the month, we have our travel roundtable series talking about backpacking. Backpacking, and yeah. They are two couples. Mm-hmm. The World Wanderers and Not So Bon Voyage both have their own travel podcast. Both great couples, friends of the They've show been, now. Both have already been on our show. Both have already been on. Yeah, that was a great. That was a, that was just like a fun conversation. And they're yeah, all they're all backpackers, and they had a lot of information to to give us. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. We had a great year with all of you. We had a great year with ourselves in terms of finding how out how to entertain ourselves and hopefully we brought you a little bit of enjoyment over the last nine months through this pandemic and if you love the show and want to help us or support us in any way you can uh for a dollar a month you can support us on patreon and that goes towards paying for some of our upkeep fees and subscriptions and you know it's less than a cup of coffee and hey four months is less than a cup of coffee <laughs> yes yeah depending on where you get your coffee that's for sure yeah and, and we would we really would appreciate it we do invest a decent amount of time into this podcast every month and and anything you can do to help contribute to our cause if you really like the show if you enjoy it would be greatly appreciated so thank you and tune in next week <laughs>